Hey, this is Heath Padgett, and welcome to the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. This is episode 34. The RV Entrepreneur Podcast is a weekly show where I interview nomadic entrepreneurs who are running a remote business while traveling full-time. Today on the show, I'm interviewing Michelle from MakingSenseOfSense.com. Making Sense of Sense is one of the top financial blogs on the internet with hundreds of thousands of monthly readers and a huge following on a lot of different social medias. And it's also a blog that produces over six figures a month for Michelle and her husband, Wes, as they travel around the country in their Winnebago Brave RV. She has the same exact RV as Alyssa and I do. Uh, We've been online friends now for well over a year, and I'm super pumped to have her on the podcast. Today, a few things that we talk about on the show are how she got started blogging about personal finance several years ago, uh, the single blog post that she's written on Making Sense of Sense that has produced over $400,000, why she believes most people who earn an income from a blog receive a bad rep for and also lose a lot of trust with readers just from being dishonest, or they just feel slimy, and how she is steered clear of uh, being that slimy internet marketer type person, and what anybody can do to get started blogging. And also, we just talk about why it can be valuable to have a blog. Uh, Alyssa and I have had a lot of unforeseen benefits of blogging, one of them being starting this podcast, and so there's so many benefits to starting a blog, even if you don't consider yourself a writer or have any aspirations to publish a book or do anything of this word. There's so many benefits. We find clients through our blog. Today's episode is brought to you by ConvertKit. ConvertKit is the email marketing service I've used now for almost two years. And if you subscribe to our email list at heathandalyssa.com, which you totally should, that's how I send you weekly emails notifying you a new podcast is live or a new blog is live. ConvertKit is the email marketing service I used in 2015 that has helped me grow my email list from 100 people to over 5,000 uh, in this last year. And of course, I hustled. I worked my butt off to do that as well. But it really enabled me to help grow and start thinking of my blog on a more professional level because uh, they cater towards people who are trying to earn an income through their blogs. Uh, so it's been really beneficial having ConvertKit. If you're using an email marketing service to send out emails or you want to try one out, I'd highly recommend ConvertKit. You can sign up for a free month of their service if you go grab the ConvertKit link that is in the show notes of this episode at heathandalyssa.com slash episode 34. That's forward slash episode spelled out and the number 34 on our website. All right, let's get into today's episode with Michelle. All right, we are recording. Michelle is a finance blogger who runs a uber successful blog called Making Sense of Sense and who has been driving across the country in her Winnebago Brave RV with her husband Wes for over a year. She recently won Blog of the Year by FinCon, a large conference for financial bloggers, kind of a big deal, and has an incredible story of paying off a lot of student debt and then transitioning her blog into a really profitable six-figure business. And we've had a few other bloggers on this show, Michelle, but I'm pumped to dig into your story because you're truly a legit professional blogger. Like, this is what you do. You teach other people how to do this. So thanks for being on the show with me. Thank you so much. Thank you for all the kind words, too. I'm super excited. It's it's really funny that this is the first time that we've ever talked over Skype or the phone or that we've kind of met because like we've talked, I feel like we've talked a lot in the past mm-hmm. year or so, wouldn't you say? Yeah, definitely. I know. I was thinking about that, too. I feel like we talk all the time. I mean, we're Facebook friends, friends on everything, pretty much. And yeah, it's pretty funny that we haven't run into each other either. And we have the exact same Winnebago Brave RV, like legitimately, like outside colors are the exact same. So we have like twin RVs. Yeah. So so before you guys bought your RV, we were like going through the specs and like kind of, I think we were like giving you guys a tour of the inner storage and everything, making sure everything was going to be good enough. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, it's nice since uh, you kind of went through everything before we did. So, I mean, I can ask you all these questions and I have. So it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know like how we first met. I think the first time I saw your blog was we did a guest post on Gone with the Winds and you had commented on it and I clicked on the post and I was like, oh, making sense of sense. Wow, this blog is super legit. And I was just reading through all your stuff and then starting to feel a little bit self-conscious about my own blog because <laughs> you had like this massive <laughs> online following and everything was just really professional and stuff. So I guess that was the first time that I had heard of your blog. Uh, but can you paint a picture for anybody who hasn't heard of what you're doing? Like, what are you doing right now? What does your life look like, you know, with travel and RVing and what you're doing with the blog? Um, well, it's a really pretty picture. Today's actually my three-year quitiversary. Three years ago, back in 2013, <laughs> uh, I left my day job as a financial analyst, and I'm now a full-time personal finance blogger at Making Sense of Sense. Um, I absolutely love it. It's a ton of fun. I help people manage their money better, uh, pursue their dream life, uh, build confidence, everything related to building a better life and managing your money better. Um, I mean, there's so many things that can tie into that. And, um, me and my husband are currently RVers, as you know, we've been RVing for over a year and we're, we're full timers. We're currently in Moab, Utah. Um, yeah, it's pretty much my life. It's really good. We love it. Love working on the road. Yeah. And you guys just outfitted your Jeep for overlanding, which makes it look really sick. Oh yeah. We actually just did that. Um, I want to say like two weeks ago in San Diego, we were going there for FinCon for the financial bloggers conference. And, uh, there's, a company there called Ursa Minor Vehicles that uh, outfits Jeeps and puts uh, like a camper top on top of it so you can sleep on top of your Jeep. Um, we recently just did that. Uh, we've only slept in it like once or twice. The weather, it's been raining here around here lately. Um, but it's a ton of fun. We can like go to extreme four-wheel drive places and let the dogs run free, really relax, um, just enjoy those in the middle of nowhere places and really get to explore them a lot deeper. That's awesome. And we uh, are pretty jealous of any RV that we see have that has a, a Jeep on it. Um, because we just feel like, you know, you're not a legit RVer until you're towing a Jeep. That's just a total uh, <laughs> in our heads thing because it's 100% not true. But you guys have a sweet Jeep. So talking about Thanks. yeah, talking about the, the blogging portion of what you're doing. I was just interviewing a couple named Paul and Nina. They have a blog called Wheeling It. And Paul is a, a He's done a lot of investments over the years that have basically allowed them to, you know, grow what they've done. And, you know, they're very financial conscious, kind of like you and, you know, have made a lot of smart financial decisions And his work because uh, it's mostly investment based. It really only takes him like 10 hours or so a week of like active work. And then he's reading and learning. But I would say like and I, we were talking about how that's one of the most careers that have the most freedom while you're on the road because a lot of it is about maximizing what you're doing so you can spend a lot of time out exploring and I would think blogging is up there near the top as far as like the freedom that you have because a lot of your income is affiliate income based so can you talk a little bit about kind of the freedom element and like what does your work and travel life look like the balance I guess yeah definitely um it's a ton of fun to be able to blog and work at the same time. Blogging is definitely nice because I'm my own boss, so I can decide when I want to work, what my birth schedule is, um, what I want to work on in the future. I used to do a lot more like freelancing, and I felt that to be uh, – it kind of held us back a lot when it came to traveling because I always had to be bound by schedules and timelines and stuff like that. So I recently actually – actually dropped all of my freelancing services. And now I'm like purely just a blogger, just working on my own brand and stuff like that. 
um, it's a ton of fun to be able to do that. Cause I mean, today I'm going to do this podcast and then we're going to actually leave for the night and, uh, do an overland trip and I have nothing to be bound by. Um, but when it comes to like how much time I spend per week or per day on my business or whatever, that's a question I'm asked a lot about. I was actually just asked that like three times yesterday in different interviews. <laughs> and it's such a tough question to answer because I don't track it. I probably should start tracking it. Um, lately, I've been trying to get ahead in, when it comes to like blog posts, writing blog posts. Right now, I'm like two months ahead. And due to that, I've been working like long 10 to 12 hour days pretty much every single day. But now I'm ahead. So now this week, I'm just dedicating myself to interviews and pretty much just going to try to relax. So <clears throat> is that even a yeah. thing for you? Because I mean, like looking at the work <laughs> and how much content that you produce, and I've been blogging now for, I, I guess, a couple years and, and no, on nowhere near the level that you are. But it's like, I'm still struggling to just get the podcast out on time. And you know, like me having four or five in the queue is a really big deal. And not to ever, <laughs> I've never been two months ahead of my blog. So it's like one of those things where you're not the the Tim Ferriss style of work where you're trying to like only work four hours a week. Like you're working a lot of hours and it shows, I mean, you're trying to build your business and you're trying to get, you have these big goals. You want to reach, I think a million page views per month, you said next summer. So it's like, you kind of have to work to get there, but you're enjoying these 10 hours that you're putting in. And, and yeah. you do still have the option to go out and do an overlanding trip and not have to worry about anything as well. Yeah, definitely. I love what I do. So, I mean, it doesn't feel like work. Um, it's just a ton of fun. I mean, I hope to eventually lower my hours and, you know, just like any average normal person. I mean, no one wants to work 12 hours a day every single day. Yeah. On the I, it's kind of like that elusive, like at one point, uh, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get there. My friend Nathan Berry runs ConvertKit, which you use and is an awesome service. Yeah. And it's funny because another friend of ours who works there, his name's Daryl, he posted that they just hit like $5 million uh, in revenue for their past year, which is awesome. And then yeah. right under that on Instagram, Nathan is with his family and their kids in Thailand while he's out traveling. And Alyssa's like, this is our goals. You know, like you're getting campground booking off the ground, the software company that I've been working on. And, you know, like in the next few years, you know, like I want to be able to say like you can have time that you can take off and not be working crazy, crazy amounts of hours. So, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. For sure. I mean, that's, that's what that's what everyone wants, right? <laughs> yeah. So talk to me if somebody is just hearing this. And you know, we've had some other people who've come on the show and talked a little bit about blogging. But if somebody's kind of hearing this for the first time saying like, okay, yeah, a blog, that sounds cool. But how do you actually build an income from a blog? Can you take me kind of to the beginning of your journey? Uh, did you always have your eyes set on like being a writer or doing financial blogging or was this something where you kind of just looked out there and saw other people doing it and you kind of learned the, the rules of the craft? Um, I actually started my blog in August of 2011 and um, I was just reading a, a magazine. I think it was Cosmopolitan, which is like really, really funny that <laughs> I found a personal finance blog in there. But um, I was reading that magazine and I found a personal finance blog and I checked it out and I was checking out the comments and I noticed all of these people were other personal finance bloggers and just people who are trying to improve their money. And I just got super hooked in that in that community. And I decided to start a blog just as a hobby. I never thought I'd make money from it. I didn't even know blogs could make money. And um, just started it. After a couple of months, I came to really, really love it. I loved writing content, which is really funny. I'm sure my English teachers would laugh at me because <laughs> I never paid attention in English class or anything like that. Um, 
But yeah, I didn't start it with the intention of making money. It was all just a hobby. I was talking about problems with money, living paycheck to paycheck. I think I started my blog when probably 21 or something, 22 maybe. But then I just realized how much I loved blogging, that it was for me. Eventually, I left my day job as a financial analyst, and now I'm a full-time blogger. Yeah. That's crazy. And so when you're blogging during this early stage, you're kind of just sharing what you're learning. Like you had debt and you were working. What was your job title again? Um, I was a financial analyst. So what does that what does that mean? Like what were you doing in that um, job? <laughs> well, technically, I was a valuation analyst. So I dealt with a lot of mergers and acquisitions of businesses, selling businesses, buying them, helping people uh, like manage new businesses that they came across and stuff like that. So you're working in a company doing this. So you actually have a finance background. Yeah, I have. I actually have uh, three finance related college degrees. I have my MBA with an emphasis in finance, too. So my life's all about money, I guess. <laughs> I actually didn't know this. Like I've followed your stuff and interacted with you for a long time. And I had no idea that you had such a thorough background. I thought you were just like super, you know, savvy and smart. And you went out and you're like, I paid <laughs> off a bunch of debt and I built this blog. And, you know, now I'm you know, I know all these things about finances because of this. I didn't realize you had actually went through all these years of education. So there's me not being a good researcher for <laughs> the podcast. So how would you uh, describe, you know, from an overview of your blog, you make the majority of your income through affiliate income. So in a nutshell, can you explain what affiliate income is for people who have no idea what that is? Yeah, definitely. Affiliate marketing is something that a lot of people don't know about. So yeah. Um, affiliate marketing is when you try to earn money by placing an affiliate link on your website, your social media account, or whatever uh, platform you have, and then people purchase a product through your link. So an example would be if you were trying to sell a book on Amazon. You link to the specific book on your website, try to get people to purchase the book through your affiliate link. And then if someone purchases it through your link, then that's known as a conversion. And then when you make a conversion, you make money off of that pretty much. Companies want affiliates under their belt because then they're having someone promote them and they only get paid when they make a conversion. So it's a win-win for everyone. Yeah. And I mean, this is not a new business practice. I mean, this has been going on a long time before the internet came around, right? Like companies paying for referrals. Like if you signed up for an apartment and you got an apartment and you're like, I really like living in this building and you brought a friend in, they'll give you $500. It's essentially the same model, right? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. And so if you are talking to somebody who is like, yeah, I've heard of affiliate marketing, but there's also, you know, the, the flip side of affiliate marketing, whereas, you know, sometimes there's certain people in this industry that can kind of give you a bad vibe. And you've like 100% changed my perception of that because you're totally not like a slimy internet marketer person in any way. <laughs> but there are those people that you see their messages and you're like, oh, man, I don't want to know how this person made this much money in affiliate marketing just because you get that yeah. bad vibes. So can you talk to me about the other side of the coin where if somebody's listening to this and you're like, I've heard of affiliate marketing, but isn't it kind of a like a sleazy style of marketing? Can you talk about that? Yeah, definitely. I run a affiliate marketing course called Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing. And due to that, there's over 700 students in it right now. But I receive emails all the time about people saying, well, I don't want to be slimy. I don't want to be salesy, pushy. I don't want to scare followers away and stuff like that. I think that's because there are so many people who do affiliate marketing the wrong way, the slimy way, like you said. Too many people are too pushy, and I honestly don't think those people are successful. I don't know how you could be successful and be the slimy way. I mean, I don't know if they're telling the whole truth about how much money they're making or what's going on, but I don't think doing it the slimy or pushy way is definitely, that's definitely not the way to do it. Yeah. It, My, I'm yeah. sorry, go ahead. Oh, 
I was just going to say, my belief is that you should only promote products that you're familiar with and that you're an expert at, that you believe will help your readers and so on. By doing that, um, you won't have to be pushy or slimy. I mean, people will come to you. People will want to purchase things through you. Yeah, and I'm in your course because one of my mine and Alyssa's goals this year, I don't know if I've shared this on the podcast, probably have in passing, has just been that we want to try to hit two grand of quote unquote passive income a month coming through our blog. And it's kind of been a struggle just going to try to figure that out because it's just like, oh, we're pushing content. And as you know, it's it's a lot of friction in the beginning when you're just trying to get that momentum going. And so I'm in your course and I've already gotten a lot of value from it, but it seems like the main thing that you've communicated has been the only thing that matters is the trust. And that's like the number one thing that matters is trust with your readers, trust with people who are following you for advice, because you've kind of been the person that's like, I'm going out in the industry learning about all these different products. This is what I used to run my business, et cetera. And I'm endorsing it. And if you buy it and it sucks, you'll never buy it again. So it has to be something really of value. And this is something you talk about a lot. Yes, definitely. Trust is so important. And I wish like every single blogger realized that. A lot of bloggers just think you can just slap links on your blog and that you'll maybe make money. And if you're not making money, then affiliate marketing just wasn't for you. But no, it all starts with that trust, uh, publishing high quality content, and just really listening to your le- your readers and uh, catering to them. Yeah. And it's something where, you know, if you're listening to like, I've been learning a little bit about this just as we've, you know, in the RV industry, I don't know if there's as many opportunities for affiliate marketing. I'm sure there is. Maybe you can talk about this. But in the RV industry, it's like some of these companies don't even have affiliate marketing programs because they're a little bit old school and they don't have this. But uh, we use Passport America quite a bit when we're on the road, especially in the part of the country that you're in, in Utah, there seems to be a lot of Passport Americas. You can get 50% off at staying at any of these campgrounds. And Alyssa and I did this a lot during our first year on the road. And I found out that they had an affiliate program. So I signed up for it and I wrote a blog post comparing them to Good Sam. And now if you search like uh, Passport America Reviews, it's one of the top blogs and it brings in, you know, a couple hundred bucks a month. Not a crazy amount, but it's something that we use Passport America. We really like it. We referred to our friends in person uh, and, you know, other people get value from it too. So it's like a win-win for everyone, just like you said. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, That's definitely a good amount of money uh, from one simple review. Definitely, that's great passive income. Coming from somebody Um, who has like crazy, crazy passive income from all (laughs) these other affiliate. Yeah, so go ahead. See what you're going to say. Oh, I'm just all about diversifying my uh, passive income, my affiliate income. So, I mean, I think that's definitely a great start for sure. So, what do people need to do in order to get started? Uh, so if somebody was like, I like the idea of let's even go a little bit further step back. What kind of person uh, should, you know, try to do this? Like if somebody wants to try to build up an income from their blog, like what, you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people who jump into this and it doesn't work. You know, it's hard just like building any kind of business. So what kind of person and qualities would you need to say somebody needs to have in order to go out and be successful at this? Um, I think if you want to be successful, you should definitely have some kind of passion in what you're talking about, whether that means, um, or a passion in blogging, you should either have a passion in writing, a passion in what you're writing about, a passion in whatever your writing allows you to do. Like a lot of people say you should only do things that you're passionate about, but I'm also a firm believer that if it allows you to do what you want to do in your free time, then that counts as passion as well. Um, Just that passion is really needed because blogging is a lot of work, as you know. I mean, um, a lot of bloggers quit just six months in, and I think it's because they don't have that passion that you really, really need. And how many 
pieces of content would you say that you published before you had actually a decent amount of income coming in? Because I've been in your archives on your website, sound like a creeper when I say that, (laughs) but I have, and I've looked back there and you were publishing like two to three blogs a day while you also had a full-time job. So either A, you were just hustling like all parts of the day or B, you weren't that busy at your work. I'm not sure which one it was, but (laughs) either way, like you were publishing a lot. And so talk to me about what needs to happen in this early stage of building a blog. Like if we're looking at a timeline and someone's like, okay, at the end of this timeline, I want to be able to make some type of passive income on my blog. And maybe affiliate marketing is it, or maybe it's not, maybe it's eBooks or something else. But you know, what needs to happen in that beginning stages to just start down that path? Um, I think, okay, so I mean, you'll want to start with determining what you want to blog about, think of a domain name, actually start that blog, that starting that blog, starting your blog is actually the biggest step. So many people, I get so many emails every single day, people are terrified to start one. And I don't know why it's so affordable to start one, you can figure out if you like it or not, pretty affordably, probably under 50 bucks a year. First, I'm trying to think, yeah, I did write a lot of blog posts in the very beginning. And I think that's because I didn't really understand what blogging was. I mean, they were all like really short, like little snippets of something that I read and what I thought of them and stuff like that. Uh, I don't want anyone to go back and read those archives, please. (laughs) (laughs) It's encouraging, Um, though. Honestly, I think that's super (laughs) encouraging because like you'll look at people who have been really successful. And what's cool about the Internet now is you can see them publishing content before they reach that point. And it's encouraging because when somebody's starting out, that's where they are. And so if I was just getting online and looking at where Michelle is now, it's like, oh, my gosh, I could never be this good or I could never publish (laughs) this amount of content or have this many comments. You know, but if you look in the beginning, you're like, oh, she was actually similar to where I'm at now. That's encouraging. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's why I left it there. I mean, I've thought about so many times like deleting them or (laughs) editing them because, I mean, some of them are kind of embarrassing, but I've had a lot of readers email me and they're like, I want to see your beginning blog post. Like, tell me like what what I should click on. And I feel like that makes it makes it seem all more realistic. I don't know. It doesn't seem as scary anymore when you can see those first beginning blog posts. Like I'll go to uh Pat Flynn's website, Smart Passive Income, all the time, and I'll go to like his first blog post, and I'm like, wow, like this is completely attainable. This is so awesome and normal. Uh, it just seems much more realistic that way, I think. Absolutely. And whenever I was launching this podcast, I listened to Pat's very first podcast episode because uh, <laughs> it was encouraging too. Because I was going back and listening, you know, to somebody who I really look up to now in the podcasting space. But you know, hearing him during his first episode, he's got all these um but so's, and you know, like it's not as crisp, yeah. and his audio is a little bit off, and so it's like, okay, you know, I can I can do this. Yeah, definitely. Everyone has to start somewhere. So yeah, yeah. So uh, I some of these podcast episodes we talk more about travel. Sometimes it's more just about life on the road. But with yours, it's like you've done really, really well at this whole blogging thing. So I, I kind of want to stay on track doing ta- on this conversation <laughs> a little bit, just because you have so much experience in it. And even if nothing else, like I'll personally get a lot of value out of this. And yeah. so talking, okay, so somebody gets their blog started, and you know they figured out what they want to write about. How do you figure out what you want to write about? To go back to the passion thing, I always ask that people think about what they're interested in since blogging is so much work and you're gonna have to pump out so many pieces of content for and I mean the whole entire time you blog you're gonna have to write about something so if you're passionate in it you'll find like endless amounts of things to write about so I, I always ask that people like search their passions think of what they're skilled at what they love what they deal with what they're struggling with and so on and so on I think that's the best way to approach that 
Yeah, and and it's all a process. Like when we first, when I first started blogging, I thought it was all going to be about Hourly America, this trip where I was working jobs across the country, and that everyone's going to look at me as like the, this work guru who has like work, nobody cared, nobody like ever read any of those blogs. Like, uh, you know, instead <laughs> I started blogging about RVing and just kind of sharing our experience on the road and what we learned and finding that community similar to how you found you know the finance blogger community and we're like these are my people and I love this lifestyle and this is where I want to be. And, you know, over time, but over time, you kind of have to go through that process of, like you said, publishing the bad posts and, and not really having as clear a direction. And it just takes time. And it's like the more that you crank out in that period of time, the closer and faster that you'll get to, you know, figuring out what you want to do, or at least that, that would be my thoughts. Yeah, definitely. Um, blogging is just so much fun. I, you just have to throw yourself out there. I mean, everyone asked me for like the best blogging tips. You just got to do it. Do a lot of testing, see what you like to do, see what you don't like to do, whatever you don't like to do, outsource. So, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the general rule of thumb for anything. Like, all of this seems super hard, um, but it's like you research, you show up, and you do it. You're bad at the beginning. And I think that's just kind of the rule of thumb for anything. Like, when we were, uh, when I was showing up working jobs for Hourly America, in a weird way, I kind of got used to this idea of being showing up at places and being totally not prepared. Uh, for what was to come. It's like, okay, I'm going to be an electrician today. Well, I don't know anything about electric, you know, I don't know anything wiring electrical stuff. Like I am the biggest dummy ever. And so it's just like almost being comfortable in this uncomfortable situation where you know, you don't know any of it. And you just, you know, like have to ask questions and not be afraid to, you know, to look kind of stupid. Uh, so I think that can just be applied to pretty much anything. Yeah, definitely. You have to just, uh, you just have to try. I mean, there's so many things that go into blogging. There's so many things to learn. You just have to be open-minded and really put yourself out there for sure. So what was the the transition moment where you, you built up your blog and, you know, it's it your full-time job at this point and you're also doing client work as well. When did you guys say like, we're going to buy an RV and hit the road? Because then you have a house and everything. Yeah, we had a house in a suburb of St. Louis. Um, at that point, we sold our house last July, July 2015. So we were location independent, full-time bloggers for a little less than two years. Um, during that time, I mean, we were traveling all the time, uh, whether that meant plane travel or car travel. We did a lot of Jeep travel just so that we could bring our dogs with us. So we were pretty much living out of our Jeep. We were never at home. And we were just paying all those bills at home. And we were just like, this is such a waste, like maintaining a home that we were never even at. So um, one day before we actually transitioned to RV life, we actually uh, put our house on the market and we moved to Colorado on a whim and we uh, got a rental house there. And we lived there for a few months. And then we decided to get an RV one day, not to full time, but just to travel part time back home because we were missing family and friends and stuff like that. Um, so we traveled in the RV for a few months and we had a smaller one back then. It was a 24 foot, um, a task of Viva. So it was really tiny. Um, it was definitely not meant for full time for us since we have two dogs or whatever. Um, so after a few months of that, we realized, man, like we really love RVing. We were never at our rental house in Colorado. And, um, <laughs> so then that was a huge waste of money too. And, uh, we just decided, you know what, like let's full-time RV. This is a ton of fun. I mean, obviously we like it and we upgraded our RV into the same one that you have last, or last February. And we've been full-timing since we absolutely love it. That's awesome. I mean, uh, most people just don't naturally think of, uh, I'm going to 
get an RV and start traveling. So was this something that you guys kind of had seen like people talking about online or you were just like, you know, RVs would be cool. You know, a lot of people, I don't know, like what was the process? (laughs) I'm always interested to hear that because it's so different for everyone. Well, Wes has actually always wanted to RV and he was trying (laughs) to convince me, you know, it's always like that. It's always one spouse convincing the other with RVing. So he tried convincing me for quite some time. Like he would always show me like uh, small vans, like small, like little teardrop trailers and stuff like that. And uh, it's like planting the seeds, shooting you links on like Facebook or something. Yeah. Like he would show (laughs) me like these cool little Shastas all the time. And um, I, I, I wasn't interested in it for a long time. And then... Once we actually got into our other RV and were was li- when we were living in it and stuff, um, I just came to really love it. And I don't know, I'd see myself doing this for a long, long time, for sure. What What has been the draw of this lifestyle for you guys on the road? Because, I mean, granted, right now you are working 10-hour days. And uh, I, I was looking at my – I use this little app, by the way, which I would highly recommend. Like we don't do any hourly work for clients, which is ironic because we did a whole year of hourly jobs. <laughs> um, but I, I started using an app called Hours, and, I, and it's just on the iPhone. But I use it for my own sake just because I found myself like with 30 tabs open trying to multitask. And I was like, I want to know how I'm spending my time and doing things that are actually moving the mark on my business. And so I've been using like diligently for three months and it just like lays all your hours out in a really cool way. I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's free and it's cool. Just a recommendation. Um, so okay. once you guys were out on the road, what was kind of the draw to that of this lifestyle that you really enjoyed and loved, especially since you're working so much too, you know, while you're out traveling? Um, well, we just love exploring new places, seeing new things. Um, blogging in St. Louis was fun, but I mean, we never really got to experience new things. And I think now that we're on the road and there's always something new to see, I feel like that really helps like motivate me to work harder. I always have like new ideas. I'm always meeting new people and that leads to new ideas. And so I think RVing really helps uh, my blogging work and it helps, um, you know, just satisfy our hunger for travel, I guess, too. It's a win-win all around. Has it has it shifted your business at all in the way, like, because you have a, a community of people who follow you for financial advice, also blogging tips and things of that nature. But more than anything, it's, you know, like tips on saving money, how to, you know, live off of one spouse's income, things, you know, some of the things that you post. And so has it shifted at all your strategy on your blog and the content that you produce or even, you know, like going to conferences and and meeting people? Has it, you know, has any of that changed since you guys were in the road on the road? Um, not so much. I mean, I talk about RVing a little bit on the blog. I've actually converted some readers into RVers, which is pretty cool. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I definitely think it helps me stand out against like amongst everyone else. I mean, there's not very many, I don't, I can't think of any personal finance blogger that full-time RV still. Um, JD Roth did it for a while who I'm actually having on the podcast next week. Do you know yeah. JD? Yeah, definitely. He's awesome. Um, he, he was a part-time RVer or full-time back then last year or whatever and super awesome. But yeah, I mean, it was just him and me pretty much. I don't, I haven't really met too many other personal finance experts who have done it, which is weird because it's so awesome and <laughs> a really affordable way to travel and see life. So yeah, it's interesting because there's kind of this innate fear, like you have your own blog and so you're not doing client work anymore. But for a lot of the people that haven't jumped into this lifestyle, there's kind of this fear of like, if I start living in an RV, am I still going to be able to get work? You know, like, am I still going to be able to bring on clients who want to hire me? 
me to do projects? And I think, yes, I think that there's something interesting about, you know, living and traveling in RV because you're doing something different. Like I published a blog on LinkedIn yesterday uh, that kind of like went bonkers for me. You know, I got like 11,000 hits in 24 wow. hours on LinkedIn and like 150 shares, which is pretty good for someone, you know, like I usually don't get that kind of engagement. And I was just talking about like why I'm launching my startup from an RV. And of course, a lot of the people clicked on it because they they thought it was like a Walter White style business where I'm like <laughs> making a mobile meth lab. But there's something intriguing about just doing something different. And everyone has this draw to at one point in their life, go hit the road in an RV and travel America. Like that's the most American thing to possibly do. Yeah, definitely. It's a ton of fun. Oh, my God. I just can't stress how much fun RVing is. <laughs> <laughs> what would you say you guys uh, you so you like overlanding. So that means I feel like you guys are constantly publishing pictures of you guys in the desert. Is that like y'all's go to area for travel? Um, we love it. It's definitely Wes's favorite spot. Like he we love Tucson. We love Moab. We love Utah. Um, the desert's just I don't know. Uh, the weather's always really, really nice if you go there at the perfect time of the year. So, I mean, there's small amounts of rain, not a cloud in the sky. Weather's perfect. Uh, not very many people, long stretches of nothing. So, it's really <laughs> nice, especially when you have dogs. So Yeah. What What is Wes's role in y'all's business? Um, he does a little bit of everything. I mean, he'll help me brainstorm. Um, he mainly manages, like, the household, makes life easier for me and stuff like that. <laughs> I mean, there are a lot of duties with packing up the RV. Move. Does he, do you drive the RV, too? No, he does everything with the RV. I've never done anything I should probably <laughs> learn. <laughs> you totally should. And, like, Alyssa used to drive our 29-foot rig, and it, she was totally fine with it. But then we moved up to the 33-foot RV, and she was like, no, nah, it's a little too big for me. And then we towed the car. Uh, yeah. and it would be nice to have her do it because we just drove like almost straight back from Oregon to Texas and I drove the whole way and it was kind of rough. Travel days are hard, you know, that's yeah. a good, actually a good point. Yeah. So talking about travel days, like how have you managed to stay really productive and making sure you're staying ahead of content and getting your work done while you guys are on the road? Well, as you know, I'm two months ahead in blog content. So on moving days, I really just try to keep my eyes peeled on the road, try to help Wes. But I mean, he does all the RVing stuff. So I mean, usually like once we get on the highway, I just write and writing. I feel like while we're RVing is like the best way because there's no real big like social media or Internet distractions. I turn off the Internet and I just work and I can usually crank out a few blog posts then. That's awesome. Do you typically sit in the passenger seat with that little fold over thing or do you sit at the table? Um, yeah, I sit in the passenger seat because if I didn't, then our dogs would sit up there and be annoying. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, that is actually my my designated office space in our RV. And uh, because Alyssa, she took over the table with the iMac. So would you typically oh, yeah. sit at the table like when you guys are stationary? Um, when we're stationary, I usually just work from the couch. I don't know. I'm really weird like that. I'll probably have like really bad posture one day. <laughs> Gosh, I feel like the RV has definitely hurt my posture. That is one thing I'll say I wish was a little bit different was our, our those seats like they look really awesome and they're super comfortable. But for long periods of time, it's like our backs have started hurting like after a long. Yeah, I don't know if that is the same for you guys. But yeah, that's how we are. <laughs> really? That's funny. Yeah. Uh, so let's let's shift talk about um, before we before we go talking a little bit more about your new course making sense of affiliate marketing. Uh, this is super valuable and awesome. And uh, I actually have never endorsed any other kind of course, but I, I pushed it out through my email list about yours just because 
it's really valuable for a lot of people and it's relevant for anyone who's listening to this podcast who is trying to figure out, you know, how can I possibly increase, make some more money from a blog if I've already got this and how to do it in a way that isn't sleazy and actually provides value for people while, you know, providing that elusive passive income. So can you talk a little bit about your course? Um, yeah, for sure. Um, Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing is my affiliate marketing course. There are over 700 students currently taking it. Um, the course is for pretty much anyone. If you're a brand new blogger with one blog post or if you've been blogging for years, um, it's just for any blogger or anyone within a, with an online influencer platform such as uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or something. Just someone who wants to make money through affiliate marketing without being slimy or salesy as we talked about earlier. Um, the course goes through what the basics of affiliate marketing is, what it is, how you uh, place affiliate links on your platform, talks about the positives of affiliate marketing, why you should be doing it. I talk about the exact steps I've taken to earn over $400,000 from a single blog post. Is that your, through- that's your Bluehost blog, right? Yes, it's my how to start a Let's talk about that one real quick. And I want to hear more about the course, but talk to me about this because um, bloggers like Pat Flynn and, uh, you know, a lot of other financial blog, you know, anyone that has a blog, Bluehost has a really great affiliate marketing program. So can you talk about theirs like uh, and kind of how you got started with it and the success that you've had with that program? Um, Yeah, for sure. Um, I have a blog on Bluehost and my blog. Okay, so I'll start from the very beginning. Makingsenseofsense.com started with the primary focus of how to make extra money, um, which naturally led to how to make money with a blog since I had a blog. And that was one of the number one questions I'd receive from bloggers. So, um, it was just a natural fit and Bluehost has a great program. Um, it's great for beginning bloggers. It's so affordable and their affiliate program is just so easy to use. So it was like a no brainer for me to promote them. Um, and they have great affiliate managers and they make it so easy to promote them as well. And I have making sense of sense is no longer on Bluehost just because it's grown too much. But um, I have a smaller blog that's private. I'm still working on it um, that is on Bluehost and it's never had any problems or anything like that. So it's something I recommend for sure. Yeah, I've used Bluehost on all of my sites for the longest time and I literally just moved off them a week ago or a week or two ago when Alyssa and I merged our blogs. But I did also just uh, get contacted by their affiliate program. So I threw it up on my resources page and I haven't written a blog about it, but somebody jumped on the resources page and you know were like, hey, I need to start a blog. So they signed up through Bluehost and I got an email and I was like, oh my gosh, 65 bucks. I need to write <laughs> this like how to start a blog blog post. <laughs> so because yeah. I mean, that's, that's a good amount of money you know for somebody like opt you know like hey i gotta start a blog anyway i might as well sign up through your link so i'm committing uh that before this podcast goes live i'm gonna write a you know how to start like maybe a travel blog or you know kind of share some of my experience in getting the blog started and uh link up to that bluehost blog yeah definitely you should definitely do that yeah uh so what would you say is the main value that you provide to your readers? Like if you were if you were to say like this is the number one thing that I want my readerships to come away with through your blog, what would that be? Um so with making sense of sense, that's what you're f- referring to, right? Yeah. Not my course. Okay. So with making sense of sense, my ultimate goal with that is to help people take control of their money, their financial situation. Um, really just understand their money better. The average person is not good with money at all, and I really want to change that. Um, Whether that means helping people pay off debt, pursue their passions, travel around the world, reach their goals or something, I just really want to help people understand and manage their money better. 
Has this been something where you've always been pretty good at adept at handling your money or is this something that you kind of learn later in life? Um, I haven't always been the greatest with money, but I've never had like credit card debt or anything like that. Um, my father passed away when I was 18 and I had to learn about money at a very young age. So, um, it's just something that's come natural to me for sure. It's, it's definitely something that, uh, I struggle with and I really like JD Ross take on it. He was basically not great at handling his finances, his personal finances, but his business, he was great at it. And so he basically took control of his personal finances by, you know, focusing on it more from a business standpoint, you know, like what's my runway, all these different things that you would think about in a business. And that's, that's definitely helped me a little bit as well. But I, Alyssa and I grew up with very different mentalities on money. Like her family owned their own business. And I grew up spending all of my money on baseball cards. Like anytime I got five bucks, instead of like saving it, you know, like I'd go out and buy like a pack of baseball cards and thousands of dollars probably of baseball cards. And they were like worth nothing now. (laughs) So it was like terrible investment. Uh, But I don't know. It's just been a process of trying to really figure out how to, you know, improve over over time. And, you know, just every little thing from, you know, buying my clothes at Target versus having, you know, things to be named brand as we're still in these early stages where you you just don't need it. So can you talk about like if you could give somebody who's listening like the best advice you've ever heard or implemented or something you think about the most as far as like handling your finances, what would it be? Um. To sum it up in one thing, I mean, that's so hard. I'm going to do two. <laughs> okay, that's it's, fine. It's going to be find ways to make extra money because that can solve so many problems, but that has to be paired with find ways to re- realistically manage your money. So that includes finding ways to save money, finding like tap into your emotions and figure out why you're spending so much money. Figure out um, why you feel like you need to keep up with the Joneses. Find out why uh, you feel like you deserve things. Like so many people have a bad day and they're like, oh, I deserve this brand new car I'm going to go buy. But it's like, can you really afford that? Really think about what you can afford and what you should actually be spending your money on. Think about what actually makes you happy. I mean, so many people think that material things will solve uh like their emotional problems. But for the most part, I mean, that just makes it worse because then you go into debt and that just leads to so many other problems. I love that. That's great. Well, um, I definitely would love to point people over to your Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing and we'll link up to that in the show notes. It's super valuable course and Michelle jumps in and you guys have a private Facebook group, right? And you're jumping in there like almost on a daily basis and helping coach people through this. Yes, I'm in that Facebook group every single day. It's probably one of my favorite parts of the course. Um, Before I started my course, I always heard that the best part of your course should be the Facebook group, which is funny. It it should not be, I mean, what you're teaching should be really important, but that Facebook group really ties it all together and like connects everyone. Really, it really uh, like hammers everything that you're teaching down into the Facebook group and people really get to learn everything a little bit better. Yeah, and it's a lot of fun. So it, it is a lot of fun, and I get a lot of notifications. <laughs> good, 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 wise, good wise. That's <laughs> definitely not proper English. Uh, sometimes I'm terrible. I don't know how I host a podcast, but anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. What would you say is the number one thing that you would like people to walk away with from your course? Um, the number one thing would be to build trust with your readers and convert them. I mean not convert them in a sliming way, but to increase conversions and build trust and not lose any followers. I mean, that's like the main thing I teach in the course. Yeah. And that's something that you've told me before, because I've like, 
uh, before you published a course, I was just like emailing you randomly on certain occasions saying like, Hey, Michelle, I'm, I want to, you know, grow this. I think I even told you like, this was my goal for this year to try to reach this amount. And you're like, okay, you need to increase your traffic. You need to, you know, not be afraid to promote more products, uh, as long as they're relevant to your audience and they can provide value for them. And so I, I really appreciate, you know, you helping me out this, la- this last year, cause you've definitely been an encouragement to help me get started down this road of actually, you know, just, I would just call it claiming opportunities that are readily available. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no problem at all. Um, I actually had someone who just completed the course and he went from $87 a month in affiliate income. And just a month after taking it, he made over 1800 a month, I think. And that was because he was afraid to do the same thing that you're saying. He was afraid to put any affiliate links or on his blog or to mention anything, but it's like he lost out on all that money that he could have been earning and he didn't lose any followers. So yeah. And I, I guess that's just yeah. the, uh, like a, a fear that probably a lot of people have. Cause I know that I've had that too, you know, like my main focus before I get on this podcast, each time I write down, I journal every day. And before I get on the show, I'm like, serve your audience, provide value for people, you know, be on point. Someone's listening to this, they're captive. And I think the same thing when I email people, you know, someone gave me their email and trusted me with that enough to, you know, send them emails that are relatable to travel or building a business on the road or just share our experience from hourly America, whatever. That's, uh, I don't take that lightly and that makes, if that makes sense. And it's, so it's mm-hmm. like there, I definitely have had that fear. Uh, and so I'm slowly breaking out of that little bubble uh, because like you said, it doesn't, if you want to be able to promote relevant topics, it's like, you know, there's certain needs that people, even in my audience have who are listening to this podcast, whether that's, you know, here's this really great Wi-Fi booster that'll be great for our RV and be able to get us better cell reception while we are, you know, trying to get connected or whatever. Like this is valuable and everybody wins in that situation. Yeah, definitely. People, your readers want to hear what you promote. They want to know what you enjoy, what you're using and Awesome. Well, the last question I have for you is what does success look like for you in this lifestyle as you and Wes are traveling around and you're Winnebago Brave and blogging and all this good stuff? Um, success? Uh, pretty. I guess just what we're doing. I mean, I that probably came across as like really <laughs> conceited, but I mean, I feel successful. I mean, we're earning a great living. We're helping tons of people when it comes to personal finance and blogging and we're traveling and seeing the world and we're just super happy. I mean, life is great. My dog is sleeping right next to me while I'm doing this podcast. So life is good. No, I love that. And it doesn't sound conceited at all. I'm I'm glad that you said that because it's one of those things where uh, it's so easy to just reach your certain point, your goals and where you want to be. And then you're like looking at the next person. Like you could be looking at Pat Flynn saying like, well, you know, Pat Flynn's got a little bit more downloads and, and you know, maybe a little bit more followers, but I'm, you know, don't feel successful anymore. So it's like, you know, comparison is a thief of joy. So I'm glad that you said that. Yeah, definitely. Awesome. Well, Michelle, where can people learn more about you? Um, if they want to f- uh, find me, they can go to makingsenseofsense.com. Hopefully Keith will include a link to that because that sounds very confusing <laughs> with the sense and sense. <laughs> um, and then making sense of affiliate marketing.com as well. And then you can find me on Instagram. Uh, all the links are on my personal finance blog and yeah, you can pretty much find me all over the place. Awesome. And we'll include all these links in the show notes. So you can go to heathandalissapadja.com to check those out. And thanks again for being on the podcast, Michelle. Was this, by the way, I think you said this, but was this your first time to record a podcast? This was my first time to record a podcast. I'm honored <laughs> that you came on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. So thanks again for being here and we'll see you soon. Thank you. 
Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. Michelle has seriously been a huge source of value and a great friend in the past year, so I'm grateful for her being on the podcast. She's someone I really look up to and value her opinion a lot. If you're interested in joining me in Michelle's Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing course, she's hooking up listeners of the RV Entrepreneur Podcast with a $28 discount code for her course. So if you type in Making Sense of Affiliate Marketing into Google, you can use the code RV Entrepreneur all lowercase while checking out, and you'll get that $28 discount. Or you can just click on the link on the show notes page at heathandalissa.com forward slash episode 33. That's episode spelled out and the number 33. You can find that link there as well. Thank you guys again for tuning in, for listening, being a part of the show, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. Feel free to uh, reach out to me on Twitter at Heath Paget, Say hi or on Instagram at Heath Paget, And I'd love to hear from you. Just hear how you're enjoying the show and what's going on in your life. It's always great to hear from people who are listening. So have a great day and I'll see you next time on the RV Entrepreneur Podcast. <laughs>